Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Oilers Nation Radio, episode 74, brought to you by our wonderful, wonderful friends over at Sherwood Ford, out in Sherwood Park, Alberta. Follow them on Twitter at Sherwood Ford and on Instagram at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant. As always, if you see the nation truck cruising around the YEG, take a picture of it. Post it on social media. Use the hashtag Nation Truck. Tag us along with Sherwood Ford, and you will be entered to win a $100 gas card. You know the Sherwood Ford news? They've mm-hmm. got an excellent TV commercial running right now. You may see it during games. You may not, but they post it on their social. Again, at Sherwood Ford on Twitter, Sherwood Ford underscore the giant on Instagram. Welcome again. This is a pre-deadline episode of the podcast. Can you use that sound? Can you use that sound bite now that the deadline has been played out for two weeks? Yeah, deadline edition. I wish that you guys would have all heard the pre-show that Tyler was putting on before we started recording. He is a very passionate man about his foods. I hope he feels better now. Now I got. Then I'm okay. No, let's pull. Let's pull that one out, Tyler. Let's pull that one out. Wow. I didn't know that was on the menu. Yeah, he's passionate about his. <laughs> how, yeah, how much is that? Hey, when I put this up, I'm just going to leave that as one big long bleep. All right. Oh, is that fuck. the McHappy meal? <laughs> all of, all I, I know. Screwed around. <laughs> all I know is that that would have been a very passionate ad for Skip the Dishes a little bit later in the podcast, but I'm glad that we got to enjoy it early. Fuck. Today, I want to start off this show with a look at Darnell Nurse. Why? Because my friend Tyler. <laughs> He kicked a hornet's nest on Twitter the other night, and he had a bunch of people upset with him. So, Normally a very happy man. Okay. <laughs> Tyler, uh, you, uh, just to paraphrase, I don't have your tweet up in front of me, but it was basically like, it. okay, go ahead. Darnell Nurse was not worth signing long-term, <laughs> and if anyone tries to argue that, make them watch that hockey game. Man, people were acting like I said Darnell Nurse should be shot. I think you, what you have to do is put out what you actually mean. Like, you use that, but you like to say things to, to create a conversation. It's a little bit hyperbolic. What you meant was that you, you can't sign him long-term to the money they were talking about. Yeah, right? if he's going to have those games. So putting him at six times six and a half, you're not horribly against. No, but the exactly. seven, and I think, seven number was yeah, and nothing north of seven, a hundred percent. I think most people are on board with you there. But yeah, definitely the way you, you when you came out with it like that, I, that's going to get under some people's but, skin. But people need to stop like inserting other things or like saying that you're missing something in your tweet. Just taking tweet at its face value. You're being critical of a guy who had a bad game. And I'm not saying that you're incorrect hey, in having but that But then there were people who argued with me and were like, how could he have a bad game? He played 30 minutes. But he didn't really have a bad game. He just, he was, he's not meant to play that role. It was above what he was expected to do. Was this the Boston game, Tyler? Yeah. 
But he yeah, did. Darnell Nurse finished with a uh, team low twenty two point two Corsi four <laughs> and an expected goals percentage of eleven point four. He yeah. did have a bad game. It's not it, like I agree that there's like there's. But he's playing nine more minutes than what he's probably should yeah, be playing factors. to say he's had a bad game. I think is just it's. I, I, he didn't have, yeah. He was uh, he's playing out of his out of his league. On the flip side, Ladjison playing above his above what you would expect him to want to play. Caleb Jones, Caleb Jones, game. same thing. What's uh, yeah, Caleb Jones? Right, exactly what you expect to see. Uh, K- Caleb Jones. This here. was against Boston. Of this course, this against eight, Boston. Yeah, eighteen minutes. He finished uh, <laughs> the best defenseman as far as Corsi goes, sixty-eight percent. His uh, expected goals for percentage was seventy-five point eight. Mm-hmm. And he had a, excuse me, a, a scoring chance for percentage of sixty nine. Nice point two. But the the thing with Nurse is that he did play the most against the Pasternak, Marshawn, Bergeron line, and he he did that matchup well. Um, but he was bad on the power play. He was really, really good on the penalty kill. Do you think is, he was bad on the like? What, what part of the power play was he bad at? He can't pass the puck. Just, he's not he's, great at that, and that's fine. I, I agree with hundred percent there. Not I don't great. think he, like it's it's below average puck moving ability. It is. Um. So that was that was a problem I had with him, but I was willing to forgive it because he, he that's not his role, and that's and it's fine. an easy fix. Too. Are some yeah. of those it's passes like bear. early in the drive too? Because they were brutal they coming were. up across. Well, I, I've said this a bunch on Twitter. I just wish that the Oilers at this point without Connor in the lineup would go for a plan B or a plan C on the power play. <laughs> yeah, that we don't have the rocket to, behind us. Instead of trying to carry only. it over the they, blue line because well, they're they, just stacking it up for across. They're, they're not getting through. Bit. They were doing it a little bit last game though. Drysaddle was coming up and then passing it over to uh, Nugent Hopkins right at the blue line. They were kind of chipping it in there or at least doing a bit of a give and go. But yeah, the first couple ones, they just tried to do the same drop pass, like big hook from and from Marshawn was standing there just oh, waiting. It but just it feels funny because it's not just like because with our traditional break in, it's just pass it to Connor and then he kind of distributes. Now we've got three dudes that are all playing Connor's role because they're they're the they're the outlet options if the if one of them isn't ready to go or isn't well. Able and to also, get Connor's going nine million miles exactly. an hour, so, so it's the, like you in the can't four just checking stack forward. Up. Well, the four checking forward really can't. Can't do the same thing to Connor because he got blown right past him. Yep. But with these guys, you can you can go a little bit deeper and be a little more aggressive because you feel like you can keep up and, with them. And you can't stack up the blue line quite as much against a Connor-led power play because if he gets past you, he's in alone and you're completely fucked. And there's a good chance he's going to get past you. I just think that they need to switch that up. But more importantly, to Tyler's point that started this conversation, let's just slide Ethan Bear into Daryl's mm-hmm. spot. That he drops his much, minutes. He is uh, much more well-suited to playing on the power play, in I, my opinion, than Darnell Nurse. I disagree with that only because I think having Bear run the second unit is better because if you have him up on the top pair, top unit, yeah, he is probably a better passer than Nurse is. He might have a better shot than Nurse does. But it's really dry saddle, and now at this point, Yamamoto running that top power play unit. Having Bear on the second one, you can stagger the talents a little bit and actually have him be the quarterback on that second unit, which I think is better for his development. They don't really get out there that much, though. That would be yeah. my only That's concern. just it. Yeah, that's just it. You would well, hope, you would think that with McDavid out, yeah. he would get a little bit more time. But It was also what, interesting to see on the power play, too, when they had the second unit out against Boston, it was just, okay, Leon, you're staying out for two full minutes, yeah. or Nuge, you're staying out for two full well, minutes. Well, they need they somebody, somebody, they need somebody to, win, to win the face-off each time. That's why. Yeah, like if they if there was a if there's a clean line change on the fly, maybe not. But because they needed to win the putt, they needed to win the draw. They always kept someone out there. But I think the point is, and Bag Milk, you said it at the start, was that they just need to change the way they're looking at the power play without Connor, without just the zone entry specifically. But but like I think even just the structure of the power plays, move move some guys around and find something that works that's better. I think I think once they've been in the inside the line, they've been just fine. Yeah, I would agree. I would like they're. Before the Boston game, they were three for ten without Connor. Yep, which is still league best. <laughs> it's just getting into like the zone has been yep. an issue. Yeah, it's getting close to. Uh, if you we're don't follow Michael, uh, what's his name? Michael Park Caddy. He's a stats guy from Edmonton. Shit, I wish I could remember his name. <laughs> I'll find it. But anyway, he did a full breakdown on power plays in the NHL and how uh, the Oilers are at a historical level. Michael Parcati and Parcati go follow him on Twitter. He's got good, good shit. And he breaks down his numbers really well. That's what he's one of those numbers guys that I think that there should be more of where he presents the data and then explains it. So stupid people like me can understand it. He's not just throwing it at you and being like, what figure it out. Leon Dreisaitl, 25th heart candidate right now. Oh man. Those guys from evolving (laughs) hockey. I, I will give them credit. They, they dug in. They have really doubled down on a horrible take. But I guess if you get the chance to select for Hart 
a guy with 24 points in 50 some odd games, as opposed to a guy with 95 points in 60 games. You got to do it. He did walk away from the Nakushkin nomination he was going to do there at one point. But I, just, I think they're just driving good conversation, which is fine. It was not good conversation. Well, that's, well, that's fun conversation. I think I think it's hilarious to watch people freak out and then other people to be like, hold on, like he's just trying to come at it from a different angle and he's sparked some anger. No, there's no defense for him. Yeah, when you're objectively wrong, it's a weird thing to just really <laughs> You're just straight up wrong, just like, move on. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, to me, the whole like dry saddles 30th to 50th in, in our heart rankings, it's like, well... <laughs> You're, there, there might be something wrong with the way your model operates. Like, yeah, just say like, your just rankings off the internet, man. You're seem done. like an issue more than Leon Dreisaitl. The argument for like Panarin over Dreisaitl is a is a different conversation. But yeah, when he's putting Dreisaitl behind Valerie Nikushkin, or they are putting Dreisaitl behind. It's kind of like uh, hold on. A certain someone I remember putting Dreisaitl in the AHL. Yeah, I remember who that was. <laughs> that was me. McDavid. That was one hundred percent me. The last two years because. <laughs> The Oilers didn't make the playoffs, so I get the Panarin thing, but the Rangers suck. So, like, yeah. get the fuck out of here with your Panarin co- uh, well, argument. Yeah. But, like, watch it. Watch the goalposts move again on that, right? It'll Absolutely. Because be, the NHL, if there's one thing that writers in this league love to do and the people that actually vote on these things, it's move goalposts on Absolutely. Back to the nurse conversation really quickly. Uh, Jason Strudwick chimed in yesterday on the Jason Greger show. He said, nurse is not a number one D man and that's okay. Very few are ripping him when he plays 30 minutes and doesn't dominate is idiotic and it's unfair. He's a very good D man, but expecting a player to be more than he is, is foolish, which is kind of what you were saying. Just not as aggressively Tyler. Yeah. And like Struddy <laughs> wants to, I mean, I don't think Struddy is directly calling me an idiot. Cause I don't think he would, even though I threw a couple nice hot takes at him, but, um, hot takes champion, hot takes champion. Hello. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I was saying. And I feel like people just sort of misunderstood my point. Like, I never said Darnell Nurse played bad against Boston. Like, he was below average, and the deficiencies in his game really shone through in that Bruins game. Yes, he played 30 minutes against top competition. That's great, and he was fantastic on the penalty kill, but he's not a good mover of the puck. He's not a good passer of the puck. And that is, honestly, reason number one why I wouldn't, didn't want him signed to a long-term $7 million deal. And all my tweet was saying was, if Darnell Nurse or anyone says, I should have been signed for, or he should have been signed for seven by seven, watch that hockey game because it shows you why he's a five to five and a half million dollar defenseman. And there's nothing wrong with that. You're just it's, saying his valuation is yeah. different than what. And people took it as me just absolutely hating on Darnell Nurse and just wanting to wanting him traded and all this stuff like i if darnell nurse is making five to five and a half million dollars on your second pairing with ethan bear that that's a championship caliber blue line if your top pairing is good and if that's your second pair at that price i like it and who knows in two years 5.5 for a d-man right now might be seven then right with the way things go up there's the there's the mitt yeah i got i'm wearing the mitt in the podcast hot take mitt has made an appearance on the podcast (laughs) get a picture Although I did hear Tyler that post hot takes win, you left the studio. Yeah, that's because Dusty gets like a massive piss baby whenever he loses hot takes. Oh. So, uh, uh, well, I mean, good for you. All I was doing was making my point on Nurse, and he decided to dunk on me, and I couldn't finish my point, and then he started ripping on me, and I was just like, you know what? I don't need to be here. I don't get paid to do hot takes, so I left. <laughs> Well, hot takes is over already. Didn't you have to work like in an hour? You made your So I went back to my office and I worked. Uh, You mentioned puck movers. Tyler, there's a recalled one this week. Evan Bouchard, dad, he's back. He left for cigarettes in September. I didn't think I'd see him again this year, but he's back. No fire in his belly though. Well, yeah, if you're Jay, Bouchard has no fire in his belly, despite the fact that he is second among rookies for defensive scoring. But Leading all American Hockey League defenders in scoring since Jan 1. I'm not a great team at all. On a pretty depleted roster. So the question I have for you guys about Bouchard is, right now the Oilers on the right side look set. They look like they're happy. Does Evan Bouchard play, or is he, and this is Jason Greger's theory, just up as a congrats for playing very well, come practice with the boys, come collect an NHL paycheck for a little bit, what do you think? He's a wily vet. He, they needed him in the locker room. They need some leadership in that locker room. He's, he's been around rinks for years now. No, I, th- I think, I think Gregor's probably right. Just give a guy, give a kid a spot and, you know, God forbid we lose another defenseman. Maybe he gets into a game, but. Well, Larson did take a puck to the face the other day. He did yep. leave practice yesterday. According to TSN's Ryan Rashog, he took a puck to the melon. 
But I, yeah, no, I think Boosh is just here to hang out and, and watch for a bit. He might get a little bit of ice time, but I don't see them going 11 and 7. So, unless there's an injury down the right side, and I do not see them putting him in the left. I was actually concerned when he got recalled that Matt Benning had something happen. You know or, I mean? or maybe that there was like a trade or something. It was an odd time to be calling him up like two days after or three days after the cleft bomb injury to just randomly kind of go like, eh, yeah, Bouchard's back up with the, or coming up to the big club. They just really didn't want Granlin here. Maybe. Um, People to, hate dry toast, man. Yeah. Horrible. They need to be careful of that 10 game mark, right? Because as soon as Bouchard gets into that 10th game this season, whether it's regular season or playoffs, and he's going to burn a year of his ELC. And as much as you might want, as much as you could say like, oh, he could help the power play right now and all that, is it worth burning a whole year off his ELC? Probably not. Especially when the team's kind of rolling. Yeah. Too, you know what I mean? Even with all the injuries they're missing, of course, Sportsnet like to show the $33 million of cap hit is out of the lineup. They're still playing well. The Oilers are still finding ways to win or grind out points against very good teams like the And Birds. expansion draft considerations too, right? You don't want to waste that, waste the season on... Bouchard's contract. He's already free though for it. Yeah, I think you're fine there. Uh, yeah, Toddy Max sent him back last year. Yeah, that's so right. he's good. That's right. He's safe. Big Mo, you want to give Todd McClellan some love for that one again? Yeah. So if if you're if you, if you don't know, word on the street was that Peter Shirley wanted to keep Bouchard around all year last year. Todd McClellan said, "Nope, I'm just not going to play him. Send him down." <laughs> Moneyball style. I love so that it. is a Todd McClellan gift to the franchise that will probably keep paying off for a long time. Thanks to Unless you're Jay. Unless you're Jay Downton. Oh, Jay's already traded him in his mind. Yeah, yeah. Jay is trading. Got three, three pairs of Uggs out of it. Absolutely. And they're used Uggs as well. Jay's a very terrible, terrible GM. In all leagues. In all leagues. Uh, switching gears a little bit to the trade deadline. Ken Holland gave his post, or I guess pre-trade deadline presser yesterday. And for me, I transcribe these a lot. It was very different from a Peter Shirelli presser where... Holland was actually answering questions, though he was very vague. It's not like he gives a bunch of just, this is what exactly what's going to happen. He actually answers the question without jumping around and just being erratic, which Follow. was my problem with Shirelli. And having a media availability in the first place. Yeah, like That's, I think Holland has had more media availabilities at this point in his Oilers career than Shirelli did in his entire Oilers career. You think so? I bet you it's tight. Probably is. Holland spoke randomly before that Detroit game. And he's already spoken now twice in the last month and over the summer and at the beginning of the season. Like, And I think everybody, yeah, collect, like, Oilers fans collectively were like puckered up when they heard that he was doing another one because it's like, oh man, is that more bad news yeah. coming down the pipe? Well, it's funny. Rick texted me yesterday. He's like, what kind of shit do we got coming yeah. for us right now? Because when he did it the other day, he was like, well, Connor's out two to three weeks. And everybody's like, oh. So my fear was never Connor. I'd never had a fear about Connor being having a setback or anything like that. But I honestly had no idea where we're going with it. I texted Gazola too. I asked him if I needed a stiff drink for this. <laughs> Uh, a couple of things that I pulled from the press conference that I thought were interesting. Uh, the first one is on Jesse Pugliarvi. He scored two goals and an assist today over in Finland. It's true. This is Friday, if you're listening to us. 48 games, 48 points, I think it is. When 49. asked about Jesse Pugliarvi, Holland's quote was, I haven't really shopped him and no one has really asked. So my question for all of you gentlemen is now what? Now what does that mean? To me, are we getting to a point where it's just like, all right. Jesse could be spending another year in Finland or is it just time to try and build a bridge and get him back here? Or is this just Holland being a veteran G, uh, GM and he's just saying, Oh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I haven't really talked to you too much about him and there's, you know, there's definitely some of that, but I think we had to wait till we get to the summertime anyways, before you figure out what the next step with, with Pooley RV was like, I don't, I never really expected him to be traded during throughout the season. And the, the longer we go, the more I can see he would obviously have to take a bigger step towards the middle than we would, but uh, I could, I can still see a, a way that he's in training camp next year. I think you hit it at the end there, bag milk. It's, it's Ken Holland being savvy. He's just, he's not going to talk about a guy that could potentially come back to the team next year, but he's also not taking like a lesser value for him. And that's and what he has a perceived value. Exactly. Right? Like he's not, he's not forcing himself on this. So that's, that's the where beauty I kind of think that we're going to get back to it. And a, that's the beauty of the tone of the statement, right? It's, I haven't really thought about it. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's in the, I, I know he's on my team, which is good. That's important that he knows that. Well, he's still an asset, but he's not, but he's not shopping him around and he's not necessarily getting many, that many calls about it. So it's fine either way. The thing I like about it is that it seems like 
at least from an outsider's perspective, that Holland has set his line in the sand for what he wants for Puliarvi, and he's not stepping off it. Whereas if this was the old regime, oh boy, old Pistol Pete would have sent him out for a six-round pick by now. Well, and that's true too about everything, right? The first-round pick, it's a, it's about everything. He he has his desired price for things, and he's not going to walk away from that. That six-round pick would have been given a no-trade clause too, right off the hop. Um, with uh, with Puliyarvi, I think it does show that there's no chance he's dealt at the deadline. I thought there was maybe an outside chance of it, just because although he can't play till next year, a Detroit or an Ottawa or someone like that might be like, you know what, we value him more than we value a second rounder. Um, that's not the case because I think if it was Holland being a good savvy GM would have came out and said, yeah, there's four or five teams interested because he would have wanted to sweat on those teams that were. I think this shows that he just has not even had I think he's being truthful. I think it's, yeah, no one, no one's even talking about him. Maybe Holland's throwing his name out there and all that, but he knows no one's meeting the price he wants, and he'll wait till the draft when some team in the second round, early in the second round, has their favorite player go off the board and just says, fuck it, we'll take a gamble on Puglia Yarvi. So but would I, you, you wouldn't take him for a, it would have to be more than just a second round pick. Though, if it's right? before pick 40, I take it. Straight up? Don't you feel like don't you feel like his uh, his value of him is like a yeah. is, a, is a, like a second round plus a prospect? Man, if you get to pick thirty three in the upcoming NHL draft and still no one has given you anything on Puglia Yarvi, and and if you're Holland and you get and you think he will not come for another year, like another year overseas, I think will just plummet his value. I think that would really hurt him. So I think at that point you just go, I'll cut my losses. And if Holland is confident he could get a second, an early second round pick for him now, that might change it. Might change how he views his second round pick at this year's deadline, right? Like if he gives up a second and a Ryan McLeod or Dmitry Samurakov for a good player right now, he might get to June and just go, you know what? Screw it. I need to recoup an asset. I wouldn't mind taking another pick here in the second round, and he might he might feel more inclined to do that deal than he is right now. Finnish NHL correspondent Tommy Sapala tweeted out last night, when it comes to Jesse Pugliarvi, my understanding is that nothing has changed. It's very unlikely Pugliarvi will play in Edmonton. I also think that if there's no trade, another year in Finland is also a possibility. So there's that. I think you really don't want that if you're Ken Holland. I, I think don't think he wants that. To, I'll tell you the honest truth. I don't think he... Like he's definitely got his confidence back and, and probably really proud of his game right now. But I'd be very surprised if he would say, I would want to play in Finland next year. If he does, man, then there's something wrong with him. Like, how could you not be sitting there as Yesapul Yarvi watching what Kyler Yamamoto's doing as a bit more of a mature NHL player now and not be like, fuck, that could be me. Even Benson. Yeah, Benson's having some good games too. Like, right, uh, but they're all, around, they're all around the same yeah. same age category. They're both getting opportunities now and they're both kind of taken it and, and, and moving forward with it. Neither of those guys were gifted an opportunity though. They were just kind of, they, you know, forced in, they fucking grinded in the AHL for a while. And, uh, yeah, I'm a motor for like a year and Benson's, you know, he was a point, nearly a point per game, his entire AHL career. So Benson, Benson, I think got a little bit lucky in early in his career where he had his injuries and was pretty much not able to be called up, right? Because he was never really healthy. Really, it wasn't even an option. So he was forced to, to kind of slow play it. Sticking with the trade deadline a little bit, it is time to get to the Sherwood Ford giant question of the week. Giant, 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 giant. Tyler, you set up the Sherwood Ford giant question of the week every week. What do you have for us today? So we heard Ken Holland say that he would like to do something before the deadline. Something. Says he could see himself making a move, but... Will it only be one? So the Sherwood Ford giant question of the week is over or under one and a half trades for Ken Holland before the trade deadline. So between uh, it's starting now, starting now until the deadline over under one and a half. That's a pretty low over under. I said under, I think it's going to be a one trade thing where he just kind of brings in a depth guy, whether it's a forward or defenseman. I'm not sure. I, I would hope a defenseman, but I just think it's going to be, he's just going to he his price is the, we've seen the price just go up and higher and higher. And like Kasha today or cash C or whatever, how they say it now um, went for a first round pick and a prospect and then back as his contract coming back. So I just think that Colin Holland's price is just lower than what the market is allowing. He kind of dumped on taking a, uh, a defenseman yesterday in his press conference. He really did. It was he great. Did. I don't know which I old guy. Asked that, oh boy, was I very excited <laughs> when he did that though. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how both Holland and Tippett, they've got no problem just like, no, no. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was, it was crazy. hilarious. I think we're going to go over. I think we bring something in and something gets forced out. So it's going to be just, but yeah, you're nothing, nothing too crazy. One guy in, one guy out. Something simple. 
So you're thinking maybe two trades somewhere around there? Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm taking the over. Two, maybe three. Nick, what do you think? I'll take the under. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's a lot of urgency to to move, especially like Dan said, considering what draft capital is being dealt these like right right away. Like he said, the rumor came out that he was willing to part with the first round pick for Coleman. Um, now that's off the table. I don't. I'm, I keep hearing all these rumors that the Oilers are in love with Pajot. I don't know where these are coming from. It just Rashog is really, really hitting that. It just seems like a weird trade for Holland to make because he kind of said, like, I'm not trading any of this for a rental player. So unless they have like a sign in trade in mind or something, which why would Peugeot do that? Then I just that, that doesn't make sense to me. But maybe the senators get desperate because they're just yeah, gonna, they're it's just gonna be too expensive. I mean, anyway, for sure, like a guy like Kreider is probably gonna go for a first round pick out of the Rangers. Uh, and then Paul Mary might get a first. Paul Mary he might, should. yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't see why Peugeot wouldn't, but you're right. Maybe Ottawa holds onto those cards a little too for too long, and then they get desperate. I wouldn't be opposed to trading a second round pick. Really, um, just kind of going back. I went through back through a bunch of the drafts, and like second round picks are just so rarely stars, impact players. They even. just are, yeah. and if you can trade that and have a guy, I know we bring up Anathasio a lot, but a guy who comes in at a good age, under team control, that's worth it to me. But just kind of, tr- like, I know there's this whole thing where the Pacific Division's weak and it's anybody's year kind of thing, but it's like, I mean, we all love the Oilers, but are they really in contention to win a cup? Are we really willing to trade away a lot of future capital to go on a cup run? I don't know, maybe. Well, and when you look at the Pacific Division, too, it's like, um, yeah, Vegas got a little bit better with Alec Martinez. I think they paid a high price for him. Martinez sucks now. Yeah, I know, I know. And, like, Vancouver, you would say, probably stayed level with a Toffoli addition with the loss of Brock Besser. Uh, It's like three players. At best, because, like, come on, Besser is better than Toffoli. Yeah, and then they don't get Furlan back for the rest of the year, and and, uh, there's another one there, too, Levo. But uh, so the Ducks are shit. The Sharks are shit. So the Coyotes, like I mean, they're now they're now looking at possibly dealing Taylor Hall. They've been doing an, an ad campaign that they're not going to, but you got to imagine well, that really? where they're sitting. Yeah, they they both ri- there's two articles written on NHL.com about how the Coyotes want to keep Taylor Hall and how Taylor Hall wants to stay at Coyote. Wow, that is PR damage control. So there is yeah, so no, there's you don't, some, Taylor. Like, come on. Yeah. So there's come so on, there's Taylor, that. You do not want to stay in Arizona. So I don't know if necessarily the narrative of the Pacific is getting better. It's just the Pacific is making moves. And so, yes, you got to think that the flames and the Oilers are kind of sitting there thinking, Oh, maybe we need to make a tweak or two. Flames are interesting. Like, do they trade a Johnny Gaudreau now? No. He no. changed his Twitter bio. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't <laughs> deleted, even think he ever did. He, he deleted all stuff. No, he did. It's, to the flames and confirmed. Boston college. He changed it. And then, and then it was immediately fixed by like an hour later. Yeah. But I do, I do believe that they're going to deal him before the beginning of next season if they don't go on a run this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something I've heard from a few people as Entry well. Entry Living loves making trades. He does. He and loves those kind of trades. Like Everyone keeps talking about the mystery team that held up the Hall to Arizona thing. It's pretty well known, I think, now that that was Calgary. I thought it was St. Louis. No, I've I heard... St. Louis was secretly in there. I've heard from a few people mm. now that it, it was a Calgary thing and it was a hockey deal. And if you connect those dots to me, that was that means it was a Johnny Goudreau trade. There's been they a just, lot of Goudreau to Hall stuff yeah. that they've talked about for a long time. Well, he's, um, he's also from that area, is he not? Is yeah, he, not? he is. It, w- it would be a homecoming for both of them yeah, of sorts. So back to the Sherwood Ford Giant question of the week, 1.5 over under. We got mm-hmm. a lot of unders here. Rick's got the over. Even just looking at an asset management standpoint, I'm on Puckpedia right now. Expiring contracts. They're not going to trade Sam Gagne right now. Though, you know. If somebody some, offered something, you probably would. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know, man. He came into that game against Boston. He took Granlin's spot and he was an impact player. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. But I mean, if they're, if somebody's offering something. Yeah. Josh you're pretty, you're not shopping them. Nobody's no, trading no, Josh Archibald. No, he ain't going nowhere. Gaetan Haas, my no, boy. No, no one's no. picking him up. Fourth round or fourth line center next year. Mm-hmm. Nope, keeping him. Riley Shan. No. Nope. Resign him, baby. Yep. Uh, Patrick Russell. I mean, I don't know how he stayed here the whole time. <laughs> like a seventh round pick. I mean, eighth pick. Colby Cave is an RFA. Oh, whatever. Man, will that will that Pittsburgh goal be the highlight of his career? Yep. Yes. How could it not be, man? <laughs> I'd be playing that on loop in my house if I was him. Also getting Chiarelli fired twice. That's true. That's true. In his last That's transaction twice. 100%. Matt Benning. I could see teams being interested in him. I don't but see also, Ken Holland not being so pumped on trading him. Yeah. I'm a betting guy. I don't I know why do, yeah. he takes so much shit. 
Benning is perfect. We've talked about this before. Benning is perfect as a third pairing defenseman. I, I've I've been an advocate of trading him just because I think his value might be more sure. than what he means to the Oilers. But that doesn't mean I don't like him as a D man. I when he's on your third pair, you're happy. You should tweet that. Yeah, he, it's been, only it's with been the, if he puts the end, if he puts that last part in there. No, I think hold on. No, just, yeah, just, no, you can't put that. No, part just in. put. I would trade Matt Benning and see what happens. <laughs> I've been a big Matt Benning guy, but I think we trade him right now. No, 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 he, no. Just <laughs> for I, I would trade Matt Benning. I'm not doing that because um, I don't need my phone catching on fire again. <laughs> Positive Friday, come on. William Ladison is an RFA. I could see teams wanting him. Interesting. Ethan Bear is an RFA, and of no. course we are cleft bombing him. Sign him forever. Forever. And Wouldn't Mike that be nudging him? That one's starting to make me nervous. No, I think it's on the summer. I hope so, man. And obviously, Mike Smith is a UFA at the end of the year. He's not going anywhere. So even if you're just looking from the asset management standpoint, it's not like any of the expiring yeah. contracts make sense to move, really. You know what? I Okay, because right now we are hearing a good amount of, well, the Oilers are worried about the bonuses for Yamamoto and Smith. They don't want to go over into next season. I wonder if, like, Maybe it's throw-ins to deals and the Oilers pay higher prices to do this. Or maybe you get some sort of like, hey, find New Jersey or whatever. Say, take Gagne, take Manning, and we'll give you a prospect for the last bit of the year. Just pay this little bit of money and you can have a fourth rounder <laughs> and a prospect. I didn't even read Brandon Manning as an expiring contract just because I assume, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I just wonder if there might be some work. And that's the reason I'm taking the over in the giant question. I think he might do some work to try to get rid of some money. Like he might even look, I think, at like seeing what a Jujar Kara fetches him at the deadline just to get out chase of the contract on. for next year. I think they like Chase on too much. I think that dude's they, got bad luck in front of the net right now. Uh, well, or, he's got a lot of chance. Maybe, yeah, I'm or not gonna say he's of skill. Okay, there's that too. But. <laughs> I, just feel, I just feel like, and again, I, I'm an advocate for him, but mm-hmm. uh, I just feel like Gagne can play Chase on's role in that power play unit. He can. I to me though, like if if Holland has to make a tough decision here. And if he goes, fuck, I need to get rid of some money. Gagne is the easy one. Of course. Manning is an easy one as well. I'm starting to get a feeling, though, with all these defensemen are moving, that Chris Russell is movable. Yes. He is movable. And they're starting to prove that. But will he be healthy by Monday? Yeah, I don't think he has to be. I don't think, yeah. I you can trade him when he's not, but as long as every, some the other team's on board for it. But and I a think, contending team might just be like, ooh, concussion issues, hasn't played in two weeks. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, it's the I think it shows that he's going to not only be tradable in June, he's going to have value in June. Yeah. If Andy fucking Green can get you a second and a good prospect, hello, you can get a fourth Man, rounder Alec for Russell. Mar- I mean, Alec Martinez is better than Chris Russell, but two second round picks for Alec Martinez now? Like, that's fucked up, man. Yeah. What I if saw, you can get I think, that third right now? I think Sinbin tweeted it out. I'd have to find it, but they, they had a list of all the draft picks that Vegas has traded so far since they came into the league, and it's insane. Like they've traded like second round picks, first round picks because they got so many during the expansion draft mm-hmm. with all those side deals and they've traded basically all of them away. It's in, it's insane. Well, have they even had a farm team this year? I think they're sharing with someone. Okay. Interesting. Uh, I talked to Ken Bolke of Sinbin the other day on the radio and I talked about like the kind of like, why are they doing all of this? And like, what kind of pressure do they feel from their fan base? And he kind of said like, there's pressure from the fan base, which is insane because this city should be happy that their team is borderline <laughs> competitive right now. But then he added, he goes, a lot of the pressure is from the most rabid and impatient fan, and it's their owner. Yeah, I've and heard he, that Bill Foley is just insane. Apparently, Bill Foley yeah. just ham like he wants that team winning a cup now. Like you know when he said the whole like <laughs> I want a cup in Vegas in the first five years, and everyone's like, oh, adorable Bill Foley, <laughs> Arizona 2.0. Yeah, like cute. apparently that guy is like fucking legit. Well, you do whatever it takes to get we, me a ring. We talked about this earlier in the week. That this is the guy that has like probably seen 60 proofs of this new third jersey and has not approved it because he wants the right gold, the right shade of gold on it. So that's why they defaulted to white gloves because they were going to get gold really? gloves. Yeah, and white gloves are gold, nice. The, the threads that he had chosen for the white gloves were not going to wear and tear through an entire game. So they were going to have players that had like stri- strips of fabric laying off their gloves and stuff. The more I hear about Bill Foley, the more I compare him to the George Steinbrenner character on Seinfeld. Yeah. Yes. Just that he is just completely out of his balls. That dude won, won a lot of championships. Where'd you get those Calzones? <laughs> That's... <laughs> Yo, he won That's a lot of championships. There's something to be said yeah. for that. Gerard Gallant was fired. Yeah. He wouldn't, he wouldn't share his uh, Calzone. He no, he was hiding the, under into the tip too. jar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those gold jerseys should be called the Calzones. Uh, <laughs> that would make sense. Yep. Speaking of Calzones... Mm. Oh. Maybe Bravo. you want one for yourself. Bravo. That's why you mentioned the show. Good well, I didn't. It just kind of, uh, it all okay. came Fair together. Enough. It all came. This teamwork makes the dream work, boys. There you go. We're all putting in the shift right now. 
skipthedishes.ca. That's where you get a delicious calzone from probably hundreds of places around the city or around Canada, wherever you're listening to. All I know is that John Ham, John Ham would enjoy a calzone and he would only get it on Skip the Dishes. Only if it makes him feel young though. Well, yeah, I mean, he got avocado toast because he didn't get that roll he wanted. And, you know, Brandon had to order it for him, but it was fine. Okay, boomer. It was fine. John Hamm is a treasure, and those Skip the Dishes commercials are wonderful. Should have, like won a, should have won an award the other day. Absolutely. Was it two Sundays ago? Absolutely. Bullshit. Just as... No, it's not bullshit, though. It's the calzone that you'll be getting tonight <laughs> from skipthedishes.ca. I don't know where you're going to get it from, but you've got options. Whatever your taste buds crave. Tyler, maybe your incident at a sizable fast food chain wouldn't have happened no had you consulted your friends at skipthedishes.ca and just ordered from them directly. But could I get it brought to the little brick? Absolutely. Yep. We used to do it all the time. I, I'd feel really uncomfortable doing that. We they used just, to do it a lot. They, they just, just stand outside the fence. They don't come on? No. no, they'll stand outside the fence. They'll be like, I'm at the gate. And you go, okay. And then you go out and wander back in with a... Wow, I'd feel too bad doing that. Nah. Cafe girls love it. They get it. Feelings are for the weak. Mm-hmm. That's true. I've heard that. <laughs> Dusty rolls in here with his, like, Tim Hortons tease, so... Yeah, fair. Again, that he also got on skipthedishes.ca. <laughs> Probably. I assume so. Deliver it to the station, he says. And they're like, no problem. Wherever you are, we got you. Is there meat on halfway? Uh, if it isn't, it should be. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go with skip Arby's. the dishes. Arby's, get on skip the dishes. Mm-hmm. Your closing locations... You need help. Skip the dishes is here for you. Right? Tim, Tim's is on, by the way. Nice. It is on. There we nice. go. Tim's oh, is I in the should mix. know that because I've ordered Timbits a bunch. <laughs> nice. <laughs> After, you know, a couple, right of, now, couple of cocktails. You order some Timbits late. It's nice. Couple, couple of Brums, eh? Couple of Brumskis. <laughs> Are we bringing some Brum to uh, to Vegas there, Begno? I think we can find some there. <sighs> Let me you think, think we can find Brum in Vegas? We can find Brum there. You have... You have a great amount of faith, my friend. I do. They're uh, they're a destination it's, location. They're trying to take care of everybody. Now it's not going to be the Alberta sugar beet brum. I don't think. Well, no, it may be a different. It may be a different. And now that I'm thinking about it, my beet. supplies, my reserves are getting very, very low, very low. Despite the Oilers losing to Boston the other day, I did take a shot of brum just because I'm an animal. And you can't. You can't stop me. You got one, should, one for the point. I was going to say. I think you should have at least half of one when they get to overtime. A moral victory shot. Well, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what, that's what it was. Friedman when we said. started this thing, though, losses are losses. Our losses. losses well, are still has, losses. He still yeah. has to do the rest of the, the loss. Yeah. yeah, I still I ate beets, and I was still unhappy, and I still had the red fog of doom the next day. Do you chase the beets with the brum or the brum with the beets? I finished the beets in this case, and then I had a shot of brum. There you go. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Eh? It's a good the Brumcast viewers, the loyal Brumcast viewers, they were calling for Tyler the other day as well. He did not show up. Well, we having these. Uh, Sorry. We're gonna have two games while we're in Vegas here. Mm-hmm. Do we have cameras <laughs> with us? Are we ready to go? I'm sure we can track down Beats or Brum if we need. No, nope, we're not working while we're down there. It's a personal private trip. Well, this is this is Bag Milk talking to all yeah, of his personal is, friends on yeah, his my personal friends on Instagram. He has to use his own Instagram. It's true, free, right? It's not. This is ain't no work stuff. Free official Oilers Nation. That's still a thing, please. 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 I would love to do two Brumcasts while we're in Vegas because the one that we did at Singapore Sam's in Calgary oh, that was, was good. a smash hit. That was that was that was Was really good. it a smash hit, you said? Yes, it was. It was an award winning Brumcast. Okay. Tyler Uremchuk's takes were on point and definitely not slurred. It should have kept were... that camera running a little longer too though. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you had like one eye half open. It was so good. Oh, man, I was looking in eight different directions at once somehow. That was bad. <laughs> Next time you're going to really have to concentrate because we'll be at the craps table. Mm-hmm. Everyone is rolling. You better be bringing like a, a hot played, hand. I've never I played craps. I don't, I don't, I'm we, not, I'm not going to be around. We did it last time. I don't want to bring the bad. We played bad on our phones. Karma. We learned on our phones last time. I don't I'll know, see you at the pony table. I watched a yeah. three minute video on YouTube the night before while I was at work. Dan, you want to explain this uh, pony game that you're. Yeah. You're, so it's digital horse racing. Classic <laughs> <laughs> horse racing. So there's uh so there's. There's two versions of it. There's the the new version, which is like got a big giant screen and got mm. all kinds of like fake simulations of the horse racing. And then there's actual like little horse figurines that roll around the track. Like, and you can bet on each kind horse. Kind of like something out of like uh, K-Days or no, whatever. Yeah, I was going to say when yeah, you're yeah. at the midway and you're like shooting the 100%. Kind of. Yeah. So Except now they go in a circle. So then there's the original version, which I really want to try on Fremont Street, which is a quarters machine. Nice. And you, you bet on these like old like lead painted 
metal horses that roll around the, uh, the course. Word to Tyler is that you have some insider info on how some of the uh, those pony games work at one of the local casinos. Yeah, no, man. I know there's one horse on. Uh, <laughs> Don't one reveal it. your sources. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we will we'll talk, talk about, about it in on Vegas. the plane. Yeah, we'll do this in Vegas. But but, but there is it, one horse. Has it been uh, pan out for you? Well, it doesn't even pay out. I just know that <laughs> there's one horse. There's one horse, and if you bet on the horse, if he starts in first place mm-hmm. out of the first bend, he's coming in last every single okay. time. But if he's middle of the pack, then it's like 50-50 on if he wins or not. Can you? Is there live? Is there live betting in this? No, oh. my, my inside knowledge means jack shit. It's just oh, like, that would have been good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's podcast. just like uh, it's just like the original horse races. Allegedly, in my opinion, I've never been to an actual horse race. They're fun, man. They're fun. You've never yeah, been yeah. to an actual, like, at the track, like, North Lines uh, or the new one? I feel like maybe during K-Days I would have stopped by at one point. I've only but. been once and it was at the North Lines one, and yeah, it's it's a rush, man. It's a ton it's of a, fun. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never gambled it. on it, though. Oh, Really? It's a rush. I, get, me, I see why people go there yeah. every weekend. I could see why you watch it, because I've seen it, too. I've, I've gone to Chuck Wagons as well, and I thought that's super nice. cool. Dangerous but I've never bet shit. on it just because, to me, it's like, okay, Left eye surprise seems pretty cool, but I don't know yeah, what you, you can think read about like this how horse. they've been doing throughout the year. And, and like you can go shit. down to the paddock and watch them walk. Yeah, yeah talk yeah, to the yeah. horse. <laughs> I'll talk to the horse. Get, like, hey. get an aura. Yeah. I think we should do a nation day at the. At I the think we should just find the next time. Century to sponsor us. The next time Nuja's horse is in a race, I think we just all throw down 20 on him. Infinite patience. I'd bet on him all day. That's some good summer content. Right? Oh, there absolutely. we go. Absolutely. We can all go down. We can take this table and do it from inside <laughs> the thing, and those are watching. Pack Century Mile, if you're listening. Table. Yeah, yeah. Just as Nation HQ gradually descends into a bunch of degenerate gamblers <laughs> of all varieties sports, horse racing, you name it. We're going to be out. Making ants battle each other. Yeah, we're gonna come back from Vegas, desperate for sponsors on the podcast. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> so we can recoup some money. I know Ty's Ty's account there. Uh, the player oh, player cool shots. Bet. Oh, cool buddy, I'm player yeah. shots. I'm player, big shot, yeah, player yeah. shots on goal or team shots on goal, man. Well, I like player. I like player. Nuge has won me a lot of money. Really? Yeah. Oh, has he been consistently doing it? I haven't looked. Into yeah, and he was always plus money for two and a half. Yeah, yeah. So I've been getting three, four shots and plus money. Today it's so. I think Leon's Leon's, Leon's looking three and a half. I know plus money, big plus money too. Yeah, yeah. like two thirty or something. <laughs> Fuck, that's worth a look. Save it for it the is. ON Sports Betting Podcast. No, um, just if you're curious about those uh, Vegas, <laughs> those Vegas um, draft picks, they've traded. So they trade two second rounds for Martinez, a first, a second, and a third for Tatar. Uh, they got a second and a fifth. They got a second and a third, and then when they traded for Stone, they gave up a first, which was Brandstrom, a second, and another prospect. So cool, a lot, a lot of uh, draft pick swapping there for the Vegas Knights. Speaking we- of draft picks, uh, as mentioned, Ken Holland did say he would not trade the first for a rental. Smart. I appreciate you, Uncle Ken. Right now, the Oilers have all of their picks, except the third rounder has an asterisk beside it because that is the one that is tied up in the Lucic trade if James Neal hits 21 goals, which Ken Holland gave an update yesterday. He's still out for another three weeks. Shut him down. With his high ankle sprain. He needs him ready for the playoffs. playoffs. Shut him down. You need him ready for the playoffs. Shut Shut him down. down. Till the playoffs, keep that third round pick and it becomes capital come come the, uh, The the draft. And it would just be so great. To hand Calgary another L on that trade. <laughs> Could we all oh, we on April fourth, we're gonna know damn well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Or if he does come back and he scores his twentieth in that game, then then you bench, bench him. him. Yeah, you you do not fucking play him, <laughs> Tippet. You do not. Oh man, that'd be so amazing if it ends up at the end of the season, the regular season, that this is a straight up trade. Yep. Well with money retained. Though. Money retained, but, but still. It'd be great too if like Neil's just the ultimate team player and he has an open net or something and he just looks at the cal- it off. Yeah, passes looks it off. the Calgary crowd and just passes it just dump it in the corner and change <laughs> just wails it up into the crowd gordon bombay's the crossbar towards lucic yeah. the calgary bench speaking of lucic earlier in the season he said he was contemplating retirement wow because bill peters if was bill such an so if bill peters didn't get yeah, fired was, was gonna lucic say. gonna retire it's a it's a wild question to have to think about but i mean the guys the guy it's doesn't no, usually definitely. pull punches why would he say that otherwise right because he's, he's deflecting from the fact he sucks now <laughs> it's after well, the, it's after the point too so you maybe gotta, he's getting you the pity party point yeah, maybe. I mean, but we're looking at a guy. It, it, he's got six goals, eleven assists, seventeen points in fifty-nine games. So he's I, not I, a year. I just love the uh, the concept of him getting sat down and having to sit. And he knew how he played, but he wanted somebody to explain to him 
why he's bad. That is weird. Like, like he was scratching me, and I didn't know why. He had like three <sighs> goals. Like what? you're supposed to be a leader, man. You're supposed to be a veteran. Okay, a little impromptu Lucic draft here, gentlemen. Okay. Last year in 79 games with the Edmonton Oilers, he had six assists or six goals and 14 assists for 20 points. In 59 games with the Calgary Flams, he has six goals, 11 assists for 17 mm. points. Now, uh, does he match his total from last year? He'll pass it. What was his total? I, I think he'll pass it. He needs three points. Oh, he's going to end up with like 23 points. The Flames <laughs> seem to give him opportunities, which is weird. So I think he'll uh, pass it. Well, they're, they're forcing the the envelope on that train. Oh, so did we. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. But yeah, Connor, no, what you need to do is you need to bank <laughs> some fucking goals in off this guy, please. <laughs> I got you. Uh, <laughs> Connor, we all think we're going to see him in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. Sounding like it. It's he's going to play on Sunday. He's going to LA. It's at, they said, right? So he's not yeah. playing tonight against Minnesota. That's no. okay. That's okay. Take the day off. I was hoping. Relax, Connor. Connor, Connor or not, we're going to fucking lose a 3-2 game to the Minnesota Wild. because We're winning this one tonight. And then this lose on Sunday to LA, too. Like this team's fuck. different. Right now, they're different. They're looking at things differently. They're coming so. out. They're Is this, Manny Fernandez in it? Oh, I hate Manny Fernandez. Oh, what? I still That's hate Manny Fernandez. He was just such an oiler killer. It's true. And I still yeah, hate we couldn't Marian score Gabrick. a goal anyways. It's true. What's that? I still hate Marion Gabrick because he would really? just torch the Oilers all and those years. Everybody on the Hurricanes. Oh, of course. I feel like lately, past, I, present, future. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I feel like every time we play the Wild, Eric Stahl just lights us up. Yeah, I just like I feel like you're right. I don't even have anything to back that <laughs> yeah. up with either. Just feels right. So in the two games, let's look ahead at tonight's game against the Minnesota Wild. In the two games played against the Wild this year, that's two games, Tyler. Yeah. Two L's. Yeah, I did the pregame podcast today. I thought there was only one. <laughs> uh, they <laughs> played in October and in December. The first one was brutal. Oilers lost both games, outscored 9-5 to five over those two. It was 6-5 in round one, 3-0. Or, uh, sorry, 6-5 in round two, 3-0 for the Wild in round one. In that round one, they scored three in like 10 minutes, no? In like the first period? Yeah, that it was, was back in October, too. Yeah, it was, it was really early. early that was there? one of the first bad games of yeah. the year. Yeah. Yeah, that was October twenty second. They there were yep three first period goals. Yeah, yeah they it was it, it was from? it was pretty it was pretty uh, level after that. And there might some score effects from. Right, but. You're oh. like this, Nick. Okay, first two <laughs> goals, Eric Stahl. There it is. Third goal, former friend Brad Hunt. There you go. Okay, how's that? Brad Hunt plays for the Wild. Wow. Okay, how's that for a little throwback? Former friend get bar- burned by a former cane those and turncoats, man. Oiler. It's the worst when those turncoats score on you. Yeah, they leave us. It's just like, why can't the Oilers have the reverse Oilers curse? Whereas a guy just goes into his former barn, like, why can't Josh Archibald go to Arizona and just torch him? Yeah, why does that not happen for yeah. us? Marcus Granlin against the Canucks. Why can't or Marcus Flames? Granlin do anything at all? <laughs> Because he's not on the team anymore. I was like, so I wrote the recall article the other day for Evan Bouchard. And of course, Marcus Granlin went down. So I'm like, I wonder how Marcus Granlin's stats looks as being recalled. He played one game and had zero shots on goal. You're like, geez. All right. Dry toast. Oh, I mean, I'm down. I might be downgrading him to just stale bread. Ooh. Moldy bread. Adding stale. (laughs) There you go. Moldy bread. Yeah. You can't even turn it into croutons. A little funk to it. Score prediction for tonight's game. Tyler Uramchuk, Edmonton Oilers versus the Minnesota Wild. 4-2 Oilers. Is Mike Smith starting? It is Costco tonight. Oh, it's Costco. Yeah. Okay. Um, I said 3-2, but I'll say 3-2 for the Oilers. Why not? 4-1 Edmonton. Ooh. Fuck, I got the over, boys. Come on. 4-3. What? Oh, I did say that. Five and a half. Yeah, I saw five that. 4-3 win for it's the Minnesota, Minnesota Wild in overtime. Like, Why do you hate us so much, Dan? I just, uh, I, I feel like Minnesota is one of those teams. Like I we all just, like we all just said it. Dan's going to Minnesota Wild podcast right away. Whenever Dan predicts a loss, it's always an overtime. Yep. <laughs> I got to give you credit for that. That's true. I try to take those losers. <laughs> You're going to lose, but. When I was right, so I write GDBs on the weekend at weathersnation.com when Gregor is on Gregor time. For <laughs> two right. years. For two years, I've been putting the scores for two Oilers wins, and just recently, okay. have somebody called me up, being like, "Why do you always make it for two Oilers win?" I'm like, "Man, I've been waiting for this comment for two years how, now." How many articles would you say that would be? Like over two hundred? <sighs> no, just uh, just weekend GDB. So, so weekend, like, okay, maybe forty. You know what I mean? Over <laughs> two years, that's 50. funny. Did they call you out on Twitter? No, in the in, in the comments. Oh. Finally, like well, I'm pretty sure you call four two win every single night. I'm like. Thank you. Finally, pay attention to me. <laughs> I've also been calling as my not so obvious game day prediction a Patrick Russell goal every single <laughs> game. He had one and they robbed him. They did. Hasn't he had two called off now? Was it two? I only remember the one. <laughs> Patrick Russell has no luck. And Will he tie? None. 
Thomas Reader. Mm. Tobias. Tobias. <laughs> or Tomas. Tomas. Okay. Tobias. That's a good question. Come on, Tyler. The Oilers have it's a record. 21 games left. He's got to get one at some point. The only here. thing is, I don't think he has the same amount of shots, so it's not or even close there. Or he might not there. play very much once they bring in some deadline acquisitions. Well, once to- guys get healthy. And Nick, Reed- does your, uh, what did you call him? Your Norwegian prince or something? Uh, yeah, Viking, uh, Viking prince. Danish Viking prince. See, and that's why I remember when the game where the goal is called off because I was doing the wrap-up for that game, and in the notes I wrote, yes, Valhalla, sweet Valhalla, or something, <laughs> and then I had to erase it because he was robbed. Uh, so Patrick Russell, in 40 games played, has 53 shots on goal. Just 53. He just doesn't get the same time that he needs to get got. to 80 because he doesn't get uh, PK he time like and, he gets a lot, and he gets a lot more healthy I have scratches. a random question regarding the uh, 30th to 50th ranked heart candidate. Mm-hmm. Leandro Hill currently sits at 407 points, eight, exactly 80 behind Marco Sturm for all time as a German scorer. Does he do it by the middle of next season? By this time next year, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's Absolutely. pretty crazy, man. And you look at it too. Dreisel's played in 411 games. Sturm played in 930. Yeah, almost just be a Get little over shit half. together, Germany. That's crazy. Like Leon they are. That's at, why Leon's here. Leon's yeah, at true. two points per game over his last five games. Just ridiculous. Currently sitting at eighth all time in German scoring. That's only because Connor McDavid, though. Yeah, it's only because Connor's watching at home. Or he Kyle knows Connor's watching at home. He's got an earpiece. Connor's telling him what to do. Oh. <laughs> like uh, he's banging the banging the fucking drum, like the garbage an, uh, can. NFL quarterbacks with the yeah yeah yeah. yeah. He doesn't turn it off though. He hits the drum. This is XFL. Yeah, the way well we're cheating. He just doesn't turn it off. He hits the trash can in his house anytime Leon has an open lane to the net. Yeah, he's got that buzzer underneath. <laughs> yeah. So anytime Connor sees an opening on TV, he's like buzzing him just. That's why they can't rip his jersey off when he scores the game winner. Yep, that's the only reason. He did the same thing. Pointed. No, no, no. Bad tattoo. Don't show it, please. Uh, little cross t- sport jokes there. Baseball. Out, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Proud of all of you. <laughs> Thank you. Tyler, it's time to get your buttons ready. Give my buttons ready. We are looking at the Oodle Noodle Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Woo-hoo. We are hot, going hot. to start with the veggies as we always do. We're standing for this one. Cold, I cold, cold. Okay, well, I got to start with Tyler now that he's standing. <laughs> I know. He's, he's standing the up heat. now. Cold performer for this week? Cold performer for the week. Well, you tweeted about him. You might as well say it. All right. I got no other answer. <laughs> I tried to come up with Turn another one. Turn off the one. mentions right now. I got nothing. I'm going with Darnell Nurse uh, just because he ices the puck more than any other Oilers defenseman. Only because Russell's pointed hurt. Out, a texter pointed out. Texter pointed out. <laughs> we should start calling him Betty Crocker because he loves icing so much. That's so awful. Darnell Nurse is my uh, <laughs> cold performer of the week. <laughs> my cold performer <laughs> of the week is <laughs> that is gonna, that joke. Damn it! You beat me to it. <laughs> nah, you can't do that. Daniel, well, let's look at the prospects. Who is your cold performer of the week? I feel like I've. I've mentioned this guy a couple times and I feel bad for him. Does he score he is the only next a 19 game year old? No, he hasn't. He's, he's not, he bucks that trend. He's only 19. He had 41 points last year or 30, 39 points in 41 games, uh, in the Liga, the the junior Liga this year in the Liga, he had 27 games and only two points. So he got sent down to the Mestis, which is the league below Liga. And, uh, he only has seven goals and two assists in that league. Um, so this and this week he has zero points. So it's Patrick Seekinen, Patrick Seekinen, cold performer of the week. Mm, I had a lot of belief in him. Mm. Just a kid that. Do like we just I said, here, should we all just sit here and wait for the button? It's tough. Yeah, we we should keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> Rick, your cold performer of the week, brought to you by Udall New. The only guy to get sent down is Marcus Granlin. He got an opportunity to play and he got nothing done. Oh, death cold. Although I did like Tyler's idea from upstairs that maybe the Oilers look at filling the empty seats in the upper bowl at, at Rogers place. <laughs> once like, once that last Baker game is over, they will Bakersfield condors and just sitting them there in jerseys. But uh, yeah, as I said, not like in suits and all that and not in the press no, box. No, like no. I want section two twelve and like two ten to be filled with like Joe Gambardella wearing a dry third Jersey and like cheering, having some beers. Grandlin's just Support whatever rocking a nude Jersey. Yeah. And like, come on. You need to up fill the upper bowl a little bit now. I see Granlin wearing like a uh, like a Teddy Peckman. Oh, Teddy! But like no. a knockoff Teddy Peckman wearing a bucket hat. No, no, no! Like a Yanni Ninema. He's gonna he's gonna stick with the fins, but it can't be Yari Curry. It's gonna be like a Yanni Ninema jersey or something like that. Okay, or maybe uh, yeah, I like I like that. I like Yanni Ninema. 
Man, I was people. crestfallen when we traded him to the Islanders back in the day. Mm. That was tough. Was that the Brewer trade? I think it was. Yeah, that's uh, at least got something back. Um, I'm stalling because I don't know. The only two guys who sucked this week were really Darnell Nurse and Marcus Granlund. So I, I hate to cop out here, but I just I think the team's playing really well right now with McDavid out of the lineup and considering all the injuries right now. So Pressure's on, Nicholas. Say the refs. Do it? No. I, you know what? I, I'll say my, my guy, Patrick Russell. You need to get a goal, my man. Come on. Dane calling out a Dane. Yeah, well, you got you to gotta keep, uh, keep the Viking pride strong. My cold performer of the week brought to all of you by Oodle Noodle is Jujar Kara. Mm. I know he did get an assist this week, mm. but that is his first point in 15 games. That is not ideal for the Jujar. I, man, I Looking love Looking a little you. better than he did in the middle of the year, though. I agree. Not I a love lot, the guy. Not a lot. He's got to pick it up. I still think he hasn't been the same since shaving off the mustache. And I'm just going to, this is the hill I'm going to die on. This and Ross being the best character on Friends. Oh, oh here we go. Kay. You disagree. No, I just meant that's going to cause a whole bunch of reaction. Oh, did, oh, I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? If you don't think that Ross is the best character on Friends, come at me. Well, Zach care. hates Friends. Zach, well, Zach's, yeah. I don't like I, Friends. I see, told you, it's, it's an a age generational thing. thing. It's an age yeah. thing. I don't like Friends. Because you you're were an office guy, aren't you? Uh, yeah, but I'm office. I love Seinfeld. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't great. It was. You watched it all the time, but uh, it wasn't in the top two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seinfeld is there. Seinfeld is there for sure. Even the office is there. Although they're not really the same time frame. Switching gears to the hot performer of the week, brought to you by our friends at Oodle Noodle, who are giving away a trip for two to Thailand on social media. Go to their Twitter account at Oodle underscore Noodle or on Instagram at Oodle Noodlegram. Hot performer of the week. I'm starting with Nick down at the end of the table. Your hot performer. I was always a big Darman Greg fan. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going with my guy, uh, Caleb Jones. He stepped up to the plate. Um, I will fully admit Rick take a victory lap on this one. Taking a lap. Um, it, you know, a little trepidatious having him play so high up in the lineup with Clefbaum going out, but he played really well with Larson. Um, Read the morning report after the game against the Carolina Hurric- or after the Boston Bruins. He played really well. So, tip, a hat tip there to uh, Mr. Caleb Jones. That was hot. That's and hot. love keeping Mrs. Jones happy too. So, of course, Amy Jones is Mama. a saint. Rick, Mama Jones. Your hot performer of the week. We took a I took a pretty easy one there, but uh, I think someone else that was kind of thrown into the fire last game and didn't seem to drown was uh, William Lajeson. I know it's no, we're not asking for too much out of him, but he didn't took on the you know the Boston Bruins, one of the best teams in the league, and kind of fit in well. Didn't play a whole bunch, but got the job done. And uh, yeah, I think it was a successful game for him. You know what? Cash he, money. Oh, fuck, yeah. One more time, Tyler. Cash money. Uh, against the Bruins, Ladison played 12 tw- uh, 12-26. That's twenty two shifts. The thing I liked about it, he was quiet and unnoticeable. Which Perfect I for a third third pairing defenseman. Exactly. I'm saying it as a compliment. Dan, yeah. you're hot performer of the week. Well, I finally get a chance to give some credit to the call-ups and then the two guys in front of me pick the two call-ups that mm. I was going to give credit to. There's one um, more. Well, yeah. I will give my credit to uh, a guy who's had a really good season down in Baco. I don't know if it's necessarily going to translate into anything for the Oilers uh, for the rest of the year, but it's Josh Curry uh, through the last four games. He's had five points, three goals and two assists. Interesting. He's uh, he's just putting together a nice little 39 point in 50 game season. You could have chosen really Papa Bouchard. That's really hot. Yeah, but he wasn't playing. He was playing up until the other day. And yeah. you know he's up bright and early making sure everybody's ready for practice. Yep, absolutely. He's that already at A&W and at the rink before most guys well, are. Well, he's had his coffee, then he's opening the doors to make sure the trainers can get in. He lets tip it in. Yep, Bring them a sure. coffee. He's talked to all of the arena staff. Yeah. <laughs> Tippett calls him Mr. Bouchard. <laughs> Tyler Uremchuk, your Oodle Noodle Hot Performer of the Week. My Hot Performer of the Week continues to look more and more comfortable with every single game that goes by. I'm liking what I'm seeing from my guy, Tyler Benson, a little Southside Athletic Club action. And I'll admit, the first couple games when he got in the NHL, I was a little down on him. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he can skate well enough. And I was pessimistic about him. But after watching him these last three, I have high hopes actually for him for the rest of the season. I think he can be a regular contributor with this team for the rest of the 1920 season here. So uh, put some respect on my name. Loved his assist on Josh Archibald's goal the other day. It was a nice little... Quick pass, Tyler Benson. My hot performer of the week is very on brand. I love him. We need to keep him forever. Oh, man. 
What? You picked him three weeks in a row. <laughs> Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Six points in his last five games. The kid is on fire. He played 28 plus minutes against the Bruins. Ridiculous totals. He is very handsome. He's got a horse named Infinite Patience. Tyler is accusing you of driving a narrative. Yeah, I am. <laughs> Go out hooking. Somebody's got to do it. Cash money. Ryan Nugent Hopkins is my hot performer of the week. Brought to you by our friends at Oodle Noodle. Go eat there. They have 13 locations now with Terwilliger just opening up last week. We were supposed to go there today for lunch, but then Jay decided that he didn't want us to have delicious Oodle Noodle for lunch, and he's probably there by himself without us. What's that special contest they're running right now, Big Milk? Our friends at Oodle Noodle, again, are giving away a trip for two to Thailand. Whew. All you have to do is go to their social media accounts, be it Twitter at oodle underscore noodle or on Instagram, oodle noodlegram. Share the posts pertaining to the trip to Thailand. Follow them, follow AMA Travel and tag your travel buddy. You will be entered to win with the draw happening on March 16th. No ad copy in front of him for that. Well done, Magnuck. It's almost like I run the social media. Almost. Behind the curtains. Almost. Who tweets about those sweet, sweet nudes? It's me. It's me. Nudes. Tyler, how much time we got left? Uh, 40 in, seconds. No, hold on. In how many songs? Uh, in one eighth of a baby song. I'm playing Toes. Yeah, Toes is a good song. Or really? Well, now you only you have even less time. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go around the horn real quick. All five of us are going to Las Vegas on mm. Tuesday morning. What oh, are you maybe, guys Rick. expecting? <laughs> Open song. Yeah. I mean, this has been an adventure with the travel documents is all I'm going to say there. Yep. Uh, we are all going to Vegas on Tuesday morning. The Oilers are playing the Anaheim Ducks, and then we will all be in attendance for the game against Vegas. I'm going to chirp that band so hard this time. I'm just so excited. Oh, we're right planning. beside them. Free beer, free hot dogs. There's three things that I want to do outside of watching two Oilers wins. One is P.F. Chang's. Oh. I'm going to get that Kung Pao shrimp. That really big drink. Oh, yeah. Coom got a fishbowl. Yeah. Like oh, nine, nine ounces. We just of got some there. devastating news here uh, mid podcast. Dan, go ahead. So, uh, earlier this week, uh, our friends at Belmont Sobies got a cameo from Grant Fear, and that got my mind firing up, and I was excited, and I checked out who else is on that fine website, no. and I found one, one Chris Pronger on the website. Uh, Chris Pronger, if you don't know, Fucked Edmonton Oilver, <laughs> ruined our franchise, took us down to a dark path. And so I asked him. He technically was the first step to getting Connor. Would you like, you know, fuck him. Uh, <laughs> I asked him, I paid him money and said, would you like to just send an apology to the city of Edmonton Ouch. on my behalf? And uh, he just responded and said, no. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, a guy who still works in the NHL didn't think it was a good idea to admit that he fucked the city over. Well, but he still does cameos as if that's a good idea. It was his wife. His I, wife uh, wanted to leave. So I just well, looked it up. In 23 career games against the Oilers, Eric Stahl has 26 points, the most against any Western Conference team. So if you're going to bet on somebody scoring against the Oilers oh. tonight, at least a point, make it Eric Stahl. Fuck Chris Pronger. <laughs> and well, with that, we are going to wrap up episode 74. Thank our friends at Sherwood for the Giants, give the dish.ca and oodle noodle for making it all possible. Again, download, subscribe, leave us your reviews on iTunes. I want to read some. I checked this morning and there was nothing new. Where are you with my instructions? People Tyler's getting upset and you don't want Tyler to be upset. Nope. He's perma upset. Thanks for all of you for listening. Please enjoy your weekend. Go Oilers. That's all for this week. Shout out, Damien. Best Bye -bye. wishes. See you in Vegas. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness, and they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.